Welcome to GivePod, Greater Vancouver's business podcast, unpacking the challenges and opportunities facing our region. I'm Bridget Anderson, President and CEO of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. My guest today is Andine Pitt, partner and board member at Wasserman & Partners Advertising and a member of the Granville Island Council. Andine also serves on our Regional Civic Affairs Committee here at the Board of Trade and has more than two decades of experience in advertising and business development. Andine, thanks for joining me today. You're welcome, Bridget. Thanks for having me. So let's dive a little into your background and expertise. You've held senior positions in advertising and really through, I don't know how else to say it, but a fundamental shift in the sector, really brought on by the internet, um, of course, social media playing a huge, huge factor in that. So how have you seen the industry change over the course of your career? It's changed considerably, as you might imagine. Everything from the structure of agencies who are now uh, dealing with many more multinationals that are publicly traded, uh, faster speeds for everything, uh, just-in-time tweaking of campaigns, better understanding of target audiences. That's a pretty positive thing. Um, but we also have the fragmentation of media, uh, many more tools to do the job. So you name it, we've seen change. Some good, some challenging. Well, you know, you think about it and back when we were younger, you know, really when we're talking about target audiences, it was through broad, broad, broad um, outreach, you know, whether it was newspapers or magazines or television, but, you know, and things have changed so much because of the internet that, it really is so complex now and trying to reach that target audience can be just laser focused. So how do businesses cut through all of that and really determine good strategy? Well, I think that, um, as you said, things have changed a lot. We can no longer reach about 80% of, of people in on prime time, on three stations, newspapers are not, uh, uh, the only go-to for news and and uh, retail advertising and so on. We no longer watch television in a linear fashion where, you know, you consulted your TV guide and you had your favorite shows and you sat down and, and watched those. Um, now we have to search for and engage with customers regardless of the media they're using. Streaming on demand, multiple screens, you know, uh, ad skipping, social media, e-commerce has <laughs> significantly changed the environment. It really is overwhelming, isn't it? <laughs> it can be. <laughs> yes. So, so for those businesses who are thinking about their advertising or communications strategy, you know, what's your advice for starting out when there is just the, the environment is so complex? Yeah. Well, the, the number one job for a, a business or a marketer of, of any kind is to know your customer, understand your customer. If you understand your customer, you understand their customer journey is, you know, the, the parlance we use these days, um, then you'll have some knowledge of uh, why they do business with you, what you mean to them, where the bottlenecks are in your business, uh, what things you need, why are you losing customers, why are you gaining customers? So the best thing you can do is understand that. And I think, you know, uh, just a shout out to um, the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. I think you have an understanding of of your clients. I mean, some of the, the programs address 
um, those client needs, including podcasts and our, our weekly newsletters and those kinds of things. So that is the place to start. Once you understand that, then you understand how to get more of those people. So um, it's never been more important to understand who your customers are and why people are doing business with you. And really why they're making those consumer choices that they're making. It is exactly. so important now to really understand and to talk about values-based decision-making. You know, you think about the customer journey was perhaps more transactional a few decades ago, but now consumers make choices based on what their brands stand for. Yes, and they're very demanding, of course. You know, they want a certain amount of transparency. People uh, want to be heard. They want to see their their ideas reflected in, in what um, a company does. Certainly good companies. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and this is a lot of the benefits, if you will, of uh, media and social media. But one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today is because of your involvement in a new anti-hate campaign. Mm -hmm. And for uh, a little bit of, of context, you know, we have seen this prolonged rise in anti-Asian hate across North America, certainly in Vancouver, throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. And here in Vancouver, police estimated over 700% increase in anti-Asian hate hate crimes. So you were an integral part of the group who started the Never Accept Hate campaign. So can you talk to me a little bit about how this came together? Yeah. So as we were all alarmed at what we were hearing, I mean, you know, hate and discrimination, racism, I mean, that's existed <laughs> um, for all oh, too long. But um, as we saw this uptick in incidents, especially um, here at home in Vancouver, in British Columbia, um, Alvin Wasserman uh, gave me a call to suggest that we could do something um, about this. We could use what, what we have, the skills we have in some small way to, to address the problem. And what do we have? Well, we have strategic skills, creative skills, media skills, and frankly, that's all it took. From that conversation, we met with the BC Association of Broadcasters, Rogers, Bell. We met with the BC um, Office of the Human Rights Commissioner. Um, we, um, Alvin even gave you a call. We got the, the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade to endorse the campaign at the very beginning. Um, Alvin assembled um, agencies in the market who would work on it. Um, as a collective. Uh, no one's uh, looking for money. We're putting the energy into it as an industry to say, let's um, attack this problem. And what's interesting, you know, I heard a, an interview just um, this morning with um, Mary Simon, our governor general, and uh, she, she's such a positive, optimistic person. She said, anything can change if we work at it. And I think if you think about that, you just keep working at it. And, and that's and what, what we're doing. Let's talk about the messages in the campaign. Mm -hmm. I mean, the campaign is aptly named Never Accept Hate. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us are, have been alarmed at the rise in, in hate and just the anger that we see in some pockets out there. So what are the goals of the campaign? It It is to... Um, get people to be not not just a bystander 
um, but we're calling we're calling them upstanders. Don't be a bystander. Be an upstander. So when you see it, um, address it. And and we feel that this happens in um, often social situations where where people might be embarrassed, might um, walk away, change the subject, you know, grin and hope that the other person would just find something else to talk about. So that's how we handle it in these social situations. And we're It's saying- so true, isn't it, Andine? I mean, I can think of lots of situations over my lifetime where somebody says something and you know it's wrong, but you feel a little uncomfortable about calling them out. And that has to change. Yes, it absolutely does. And and we understand why. It's because it it can be embarrassing often uh we're with friends and colleagues and uh family members. Um we don't want to be um um kind of sidelined uh for taking them on. We may even at times feel threatened. And so it's best to keep quiet. But what we're hoping to encourage people to do is frankly to say, nah. And that's why I never accept hate, N-A-H, nah. Say, nah, not, you know, I don't wanna talk about that. I don't, I don't wanna engage in that. I don't think that's right. Um, um, even frankly, why would you say that? I don't think that's true. Just something that would indicate that you're not okay with what's being said or done. Why did you personally get involved in this? Oh, well, um, I have been the victim of of hate and racism. I've seen Mm -hmm. it. I've been even in situations where people may think that I'm safe company and and might have said something to me about the other. We have this, you know, this way of othering. And so um, it was really important to me um, to do something that would help us um, think about this and be better, do better. And, you know, I think uh, Mary Simon sort of said it, just just keep working at it. Just try and make positive change. I've seen the ads uh, on television and I think they are um, very gripping. You know, they're, they they are certainly, I think a very strong message. Uh, I can't remember exactly when the campaign launched. I'm going to say within the last couple of months, Um, but how has the response been? Um, It's been really good. Um, The, uh, the press that we got as a result has been very positive. We have, um, some interest um, nationally to because the campaign is is so broad in its um, in its concept that um, it can appeal to many many jurisdictions, and so um, it's early days. We have a year's worth of commitment, and we're still um, uh, talking with media partners. For instance, we got uh, some out of home online through Patterson. So we're going to be posting that we're going to rev up social media and so on. So um, and then, of course, you know, we're hoping that businesses will um, uh, put up the stickers that we have available, which we can talk a bit more about. 
Yeah. Tell me more about these stickers. So if there are people listening that want to have some resources or tools and they want to show their support, where do they go and, and what can they do? So on the neveraccepthate.ca website, um, contact um, page, uh, people can request stickers that, that say never accept hate, um, uh, the non never accept hate and an anti-hate community supporter. They're very small stickers uh, and they can go in uh, windows um, in businesses and so on. So those are now available for um, people to put up. They're not, um, they're clear, but they're not terribly intrusive. So people won't have to think about where might I put this, you know, near a door Mm -hmm. or, you know, on something within their establishment um, uh, would work. So uh, we're hoping that businesses will in fact uh, do that as part of the campaign as it spreads. So you've been in advertising for a couple of decades. Do campaigns like this and initiatives like this change behavior? Oh, well, you're Or is it about awareness? Is it about getting the conversation going first? Yes, it's it's a start. I think it's it's a start and it adds to what else is out there. In in and of itself, um, it may start people thinking, may start some action, but the road to true behavior change is really um, never-ending really it's a multi-year um constant kind of message to remind people so um you know that we're not going to have world peace you know next year as a result of the campaign or anything but but you know these little efforts all help because it says we're paying attention we're doing something And shining a light on a very disturbing problem. And as you say, normalizing those conversations, especially in social situations. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, Andine, I'm really glad that we've had a few moments to speak about this uh, important initiative. And I look forward to hearing more of the ads and seeing more of the ads and and being able to um, talk to our members about how they can support this. And thank you for talking about the stickers, because I think those visual supports are important as well. Um, Thanks for your time, Andine, and really thank you for your work on this really important initiative. Thank you very much.